0: Shalom, San Jose! (laughs) We are honored to be in San Jose, a city like so many others in his imagination, which is named after Jose Mourinho. (laughs) I can laugh about him now. We love this city.
1: We love the crap part of this city.
0: San Francisco.
1: No, no, yeah, that's very true. Home to Cesar Chavez, Rog. Oh, founder of the United Farm Workers of America. Home to the great Joey Chestnut.
0: 72 hot dog and buns in 10 minutes. He's American Sam Allardyce. Birthplace of
1: Brandy Chastain. World Cup
0: champion, 192 caps Nicky, 6 That man spent one Christmas naked under a
1: Christmas tree holding a gun And Rog, my personal favourite, Screech
0: from Saved by the Bell, Dustin Diamond Seeing a theme here, he spends every Christmas naked under a tree holding a gun But of course we love it mostly because of the San Jose earthquakes and the Goonies and the Goonies Goonies never die we also we feel like we're in Wonderland
1: (laughs) we also properly love all-star games (laughs) the big ones there is so much at stake so many big questions waiting to be answered Rog
0: yeah I mean can a team that doesn't really exist to win trophies but whose sole purpose is to pull amazing players from all over the world, even if the actual pieces don't amount to a proper full team. Work out if they can fleetingly play beautiful football together. But enough about Arsenal Football Club.
1: In truth, we are here to celebrate MLS, the biggest league in America, and definitely my favourite league in America since the American Soccer League went bankrupt in 1933. I still that's miss... Brad, that's
0: Brad Friedel.
1: I still, I still miss the Providence you Clam do. Diggers. I love the Clam Diggers. <laughs> I love them. What a great squad
0: yeah, that was, the you,
1: Clam Diggers. You love a good Clam Digger. Yep. Yeah.
0: We both arrived in the US just ahead of the founding of MLS in 1996. Are there any Kansas City Wizards fans here? <laughs> oh, you're all booing because you're New York, New Jersey Metro stars fans, right? Yeah. We've witnessed firsthand just how fast, how far and how wonderfully developed this league has come in an incredibly short time. It's honestly, it's been a little bit like watching <laughs> the movie Boyhood, but in real time. MLS is now 21. It
1: can legally crack open its first beer. It can gamble
0: on a riverboat in Louisiana. Or it can just drop out of Stanford ahead of its senior year and join the Seattle Sounders. Mm,
1: Sounds familiar.
0: And being here, it gives us the opportunity to bring a glut of remarkable human beings onto the stage over the course of the next hour and just sully them in our presence. I'd like you to think of this just like a giant political convention where the guest speakers are actually likeable.
1: All of them. All of them. One rule, this is an MLS all-star celebration. For one night only, put aside all your San Jose rivalries and hatreds. Let this be a big tent of
0: MLS love. Of MLS love. Sounds better when Don Garber says it. Yeah, I was going to say, we have no Galaxy players coming on this stage. <laughs> and we promise for one night, Devo and I will suspend our Herbalife sales platform for yeah, one night. One We're night not only. Try and engage you in any kind of pyramid schemes. Let's do it, Devo. OK, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. So you football. ready?
1: OK, to the football. Our first guest is one of this league's brightest young stars. He's a man who made his name just up the road in Palo Alto. He scored the winner in the USA's Dos Acero victory over Mexico in front of a sold out Alamo dome before he had even picked a major at Stanford University. Last fall after leading the Cardinal to an NCAA national championship he signed for his hometown club and fulfilled his boyhood dream of pulling on MLS's most neon shirt and earning a spot in tomorrow's homegrown game. We welcome to the stage, the one and only, a child, Mr. Jordan Morris. It is great to catch up with you, Jordan. Four months into your rookie MLS season. Seven goals already. So what have been the big surprise learnings for you in terms of the jump from the college game?
2: What I've learned is it's just a very, you know, a lot of ups and downs and um, how to learn with, how to deal with both and, and just um, kind of becoming a, a professional in that sense. And, and I think it's been great to have the, the veterans on the team, you know, when things aren't going, going great, just um, learning from them because I think everyone goes through those ups and downs and just learn how to deal with, uh, deal with the downs especially. I've got
0: to tell you, Jordan, I still dream of becoming a professional soccer player. He does. He Not does. I've given up on that. There's a lot of kids who come out of college age 45. <laughs> and I know that you dreamed of being a sounder since you watched Seattle as a kid. Can you tell me, thus far, has it lived up
2: to your dreams?
0: Or is it just like any other job? You know, cubicles, peer
2: reviews, casual Fridays? No, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely lived up to my dreams, and obviously I'm, I'm very blessed to, to be able to play for, for the Sounders, and grew up watching them, and, and to play in front of my, my friends and family is, is truly special. You are just 21 years old, <laughs>
1: 21. That was so long ago for me. I can't even do the math, but you've packed so much into your life. You led Stanford to the NCAA championship. You played for the U.S. Men's National Team. You've scored a goal against Mexico. So tell me, how nervous were you when you stepped onto the field for your debut as a pro against Sporting Kansas City on March 6th?
2: I mean, I think all those experiences definitely helped, and, and the nerves weren't quite as high as maybe they could have been but definitely still a few nerves to step out in front of you know all those fans and a lot of you know expectations so um, still definitely a few nerves but I think all those kind of experiences helped and and obviously being around the team and the uh, you know when I was in the academy and stuff getting to know the guys and things like that um, all were, were very beneficial. How do your nerves exhibit themselves? How do you know when you're nervous? Ooh, I, I mean, my stomach just starts to hurt, I think. Just that, um, you know, you get that feeling in your stomach, and then once the whistle blows, it, it pretty much goes away. You didn't score a goal
0: for the first five games. Then in the sixth game, 71st minute, you did this. you' are to come out and clean it up. Dijvicic, one ball ball through. great run
3: for Mouris. He's got right
0: for the professional goal for Zee Excellent spin on the ball. From and the the exactly. Can you describe to us, what did that feel like? Was it really, was it exhilaration? The great Uruguayan striker, Diego Forlan he once told me that scoring a goal is like having an orgasm. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty special. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> It was, uh, I think, a little bit of uh, a both. You know, it, not scoring in the first five games was tough and getting a little criticism. And so to kind of get that monkey off my back, it was definitely some relief. But, I mean, that's something I've dreamed of since I've watched the first game, was scoring in front of those fans and kind of hearing them chant your name. So it was uh, exhilaration too, for sure. Having had that
1: wonderful feeling of scoring your first goal,
4: yeah, go you, you
1: <laughs> then went on a run of four goals in four games. Were you like, This is easier than college.
2: (laughs) No, no, not at all, I think. Um, Just some of those were kind of being in the right place at the right time, and um, obviously it felt great to to score, and and, um, hopefully we can can keep that going. You still live with your mum and dad, right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) So does Rog.
0: (laughs) But Jordan's mum and dad,
1: very generous.
0: (laughs) You came into this league, you hit four goals in four games. What I want to know is, when you hit four and four and you park your car back in your mum and dad's drive where you still live, do you like sit in the car in your mum and dad's driveway and just look at yourself in the mirror and think, maybe it's time for me to get my own place?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe it's time to move out.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I love living at home and um, <laughs> just being back around my family and stuff. I got, my three dogs there and um, it's nice to be able to come home after, you know, if you have a tough training or a tough game and have your family around. So it's, uh, I mean, I love it. I'm going to read you a list.
0: It's the top selling jerseys in MLS right now. Number one, this jersey smells of Draco Noir, Andrea (laughs) Perlow. Number two, this jersey smells of trout fishing, Clint Dempsey. (laughs) Number three, David Villa. Number four, Jordan Bloody Morris. <laughs> Number four, you are ahead of Steven Gerrard, Kaká, Didier Drogba, Giovinco, Lamps, Brad Evans, Osvaldo Alonso. <laughs> this time last year, you were stuck in science and technology and society class. Now your jersey is MLS's fourth best-selling overall, on the backs of Americans all over this country. You still live with your mum and dad. People are wearing your jersey. I love America. How do you explain that to yourself, Jordan?
2: I mean, I, I think I just have a big family, honestly. So. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's obviously a huge honor to be on the same list as those uh, amazing players. And it was pretty surreal to, to kind of see my name next to them. So um, it, was, it was awesome. So everything I've read about you,
1: you're an extremely positive person. I'm an extremely positive person. My nickname in college was positive. I'm so positive. (laughs) But life is not without its bumps. And you've had a few bumps. Today, your manager, consciously uncoupled. And I want to ask you about another dark time. You didn't make the US squad for the Copa. How did your positivity
2: rationalize that? How did your positivity leap into that situation and make that okay? obviously it was it was tough and, and of course I would have you know wanted to be on the team but um, I knew there were some really really great players and and um, completely respected you know Jurgen's decisions and, and knew that you know I have a lot to, to keep working on to get where I want to be and to get where other people want me to be so um, just kind of had that mindset that you know it, it was it was tough but you know just keep going out working hard and, and just I just know there's so many so many other great forwards so it wasn't you know too, I mean it was obviously tough but it wasn't like too too difficult yeah
0: I mean I think I speak for a lot of people when I say this Jordan Morris for me not choosing you was the worst decision since Lionel Messi went to his barbers (laughs) 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 and I think your exclusion made most American fans sadder than you were when the office came off the air
2: We've got your tweet. Oh man, okay.
1: <laughs> I'm so sad right now, I can't believe it's over. I will always love, hashtag, The Office. Right. I miss Creed Bratton too, Jordan. Uh, yeah, I mean. It's only got 10 likes. I, That's what I don't I understand. <laughs> it was a few 10
2: year. likes for that magic. It was a few years ago. you know. So. Yeah. I love that show, I still watch it.
0: If Mindy Kaling was manager of the US team, could happen, <laughs> could happen. Final question for you, I want to know, what is the most pragmatic piece of advice you've gotten thus far about being a professional footballer? Not a lofty one, like you've got to take the rough with the smooth and the smoother, you know, but like the most pragmatic one that helps you day after day, like wear two pairs of dry socks (laughs) or never join the poker game on the bus. What is the great
2: rule of life you have learned over the last four months, Jordan Morris? i mean the the poker game one's good um but uh but no i think you know clint was doing an interview earlier in the year and he um you know said that you always know how good you can be and and no matter what's going on like the next game you just got to go out there and show it so you know i took from that just in your heart you know how good that you can be as a player no matter what's going on no matter what people are saying you just got to kind of go out there the next game and and prove it to to yourself and prove it to to other people so i kind of just took that to to heart and know that um, no matter what's going on, you know, I I know, I guess what I can do and and hopefully can go out there the next game and and try and prove it. Inshallah
0: is absolute gold, a golden nugget for all of us to listen to who care about the future of American football in this country. Can we have a big San Jose round of applause for the remarkable, the wonderful Jordan Morris.
2: Thank Thank you
0: guys. Appreciate it.
1: So positive. Rog, he's so positive, he even puts me to shame. Okay. MLS All-Stars versus Arsenal Football Club. Rog, our next guests represent the opposition. The mighty Arsenal. Two men who are legends of top-tier English football. It should come as no surprise that neither of them is actually English. <laughs> Between them. These men have more than 450 career appearances for Arsenal, two Premier League titles, and four FA Cup winners' medals. Back when the FA Cup was still a thing. Can we have a big-hearted, open-minded welcome as we bring to the stage two men who have etched their names into Arsenal lore for eternity? Sweden's Freddie Ljungberg and the Republic of Ireland's Liam Brady. Freddie, you joined Arsenal in 1998. In the nine seasons you were there, you won the Premier League twice, the Community Shield three times, the FA Cup three times. I'll never forget that goal against Chelsea. It broke me. You left in 2007. Arsenal have not won the league since. Apart from the fact that they do not have you playing for them. What has changed since you left?
2: Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> no, I think the club uh, changed from hybrid to the Emirates and got a bit of a financial strain on yeah. uh, the budget of the players, and I think that's one of the reasons, and I think we're coming back now, and hopefully soon there's a big trophy in the cabinet.
0: It might be the All-Star Game trophy. <laughs> that's what Freddie's alluding to, that's the big what he, one. That's what he's meaning. Talking about change, Liam Brady, can I just tell you, my God, I have... 12 of my best friends are Arsenal fans, and eight of them, their first child, they called Liam. <laughs> and one of them, my best mate, Michael Cohen, asked me to ask, tell you that he still named it Liam, even though you broke his heart aged eight when you moved to Juventus. <laughs> but you were one of the greatest players that I've ever seen play live. Yeah, a too. phenomenal, I mean, just a joyful midfield boss with craft and guile and beauty. A player who seemed to thrive in the biggest moments, like the 1979 Cup final. You had a remarkable career in England, and unbelievably, for a footballer who began with an English club, you thrived abroad. You then became head of youth development at the Arsenal Academy. 18 years you spent there. Jack Wilshire, Kieran Gibbs. Jack Thank Wilshire, you. Kieran Gibbs, Ses Fabregas. Ashley Cole, can you talk about the key for you in terms of your youth development philosophy,
3: Liam? Well, players have got to have a certain amount of uh, attributes. Um, The biggest one, I think, is the passion for the game. They've got to really want to become professional footballers. They really have to practice hard, train hard, have that mentality about them. And then, of course, they need to... skill and they need the pace, they need the physical attributes as well to go with it. But of all those players you mentioned, they all had a passion for the game, a real love of the game, and they wanted to get better. And that's why they make it. I think that's the same for all sports. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you the
0: question that everyone across
3: America who's watching this
0: is shouting at the television right now. They want to know, Liam Brady, can we get a Geddy and Zeller lim update? Last season on loan at Rangers, not a huge amount of second-tier Scottish football fans in the audience. For those of us who haven't watched a lot of him on film, can you tell us about his game and how good you believe he can be?
3: He's a young player. He's a player that's not yet physically mature. He's got a lot of physical development to come. I think he did really well at Rangers last season in a tough league, particularly to begin with. Fell away a bit uh, middle of the season and then came again at the end. and. I think it was a great experience for him, he was playing in for front of 40,000 people at Ibrox Stadium where, when they played at home. And uh, we're only going to see him now and hopefully we'll see him on Thursday night, see him perform well and see that uh, the year away from us did him good. Wonderful. I'm just going to
0: synopsize. Liam just said the United States are going to win the 2018 World Cup. <laughs>
1: Close. Freddie, you were at Arsenal in 1996 when Patrick Vieira was signed. Patrick was a young player, didn't yet have much international pedigree. Indeed, when he was purchased for three million (laughs) pounds, he was languishing in the reserves at Milan, doing nothing in particular, and on offer for a knockdown price. Was there anything about Patrick, when you first met him, that made you think he's going to be a great manager in New York
2: City one day? Mm Oh, yeah, lots. <laughs> um, he's a great player, was a great player. Came as a young lad, but that's why Arsene was special. And probably Liam was involved in maybe as well um, to, to spot that kind of talent. And like I said, was in reserves, and we took him to England and made him into a superstar. So, um, no,
3: well done, Arsene. I think he's doing well now, isn't he? Yeah, Yes. is. Yeah. Doing very well. well. Yeah. Well, he's got a real passion for the game, and he wants to become a top manager. So I think... Uh, MLS is, is richer for the fact that Patrick's here working. Can you see that in a player when they're young? Who can become a manager? What those skills are? And if you can, what are those skills? I think you've got to be very very tough, very hard hard taskmaster. You've got to be able to take the flak when it comes. Very single-minded. I think all the guys that make it in management have that attribute. You've just described and Zellelin
0: Arsenal are in North America for pre-season. You're going to play the All-Star game. You've done so many pre-seasons before. I've got to ask you, as players, how much do you care about the score in a game in pre-season? Or is that just something that the Arsenal global marketing team really care about? No,
3: you always have pride. You don't want to get beat. You don't want to get beat. Any any game you play, we played head tennis here today, Freddie. We nearly got beat, didn't we? <laughs> we did win. Uh, you know, we, we got there in the end. You don't want to get beat. Uh, you know, you're playing against the pick of the players in the United States. So it's going to be a real good game. And there's lots of young players going to be involved from Arsenal's point of view that want to make a mark, want to prove themselves. Uh, so I think we're in for a real treat. We had a great pre-season season uh, last year in Singapore, and I'm sure we're going to have one here. So I would have liked to come to San Jose on, uh, on pre-season. <laughs> yeah. where did
0: you go in your day? <laughs> we used to go to
3: Scotland, Aberdeen. <laughs> Aberdeen, the Granite City. It's bloody freezing up there. <laughs>
0: yeah. California, Aberdeen. I once got
1: a suntan in Aberdeen. It was the most remarkable suntan of my life. Uh, it, was it was pollution, David. So Liam, with that, can we get a score prediction for the All-Star Game? Do you, have a, do you think there are going to be a lot of goals?
3: Yeah, I think pre-season, you know. could be a little bit rusty so forth I'll go 4 two for us
1: okay that's
3: interesting I've got to ask you before you go does doing better than
0: Spurs mean anything to actual players I'm only asking that it might just be a fan projection and I'll just tell you MLS All-Stars last year they played Spurs and they beat them 2-1. So I don't know if you want to lose 4-2 and be yeah, twice yeah. as good as Spurs. Yeah, or double but it the other does way. it mean as players, you beat them 5-0 there? That we said does it mean anything to you, or are we just as fans projecting that?
2: Uh, no, of course it uh, means a lot to beat Spurs. Uh, I remember when I first came to the club, and Tony Adams was saying to me three weeks before the game, like, make sure you're not injured to that one because we're going to beat them. So uh, <laughs> it means a lot. So. Absolutely. You live and learn. Let's
0: hear it for Freddie Lundberg and the mighty, 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 Liam Brady. Thanks, guys. That is Liam bloody Brady. Just tell you, that is as if one of your childhood heroes just walked on stage. (laughs) For our next
1: guest, Rog, he's as California as they come. He played high school soccer just up the road at De La Salle High School before taking his talents to Chico State University. He's gone on to make more than 200 appearances for your San Jose Earthquakes. And he's banged in a staggering 114 goals. We welcome to the stage a man who is fourth on MLS's all-time leading goal scorer list the one and only Mr. Chris Wondolowski!
0: <laughs> Holy wow, bloody crap! <laughs>
1: yeah, you got the Chris song! Is, my exactly. God,
0: those guys are as excited as David would be if <laughs> Prince William had just come on oh, stage. I oh, love,
1: I love those royals. <laughs> uh, I love the royal boys.
0: Uh, I want to read you a poem I've just written. Okay. You are my Wondo, <laughs> my Wondolowski, you make us happy What guys are great You'll never know Chris how much we want they read it. Thank how you. much we want <laughs> Please don't walk. take <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh God I gotta tell you <laughs> I
0: Thank feel you. like I'm sitting with the mayor of San Jose. yeah <laughs> could happen could happen.
4: Uh, crazier things, you know.
0: Yeah. You are like this great city in human form one day. You really are. San Jose in Cleats. You were born in Danville. Yes. Heart of the San Ramon Valley. <laughs> 40 minutes from here. Oh, you went to Chico State a couple of yeah. hours north of here. Oh. You're Wildcats! I wish I'd go. been to Chico State, Rog. Chico State.
1: Chico State. <laughs> Devo Chico yeah. State.
0: Devo went to Chico
1: State. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> You've been at San Jose for nine seasons total. <clears throat> I think there's no one better in the world to ask this question to. Wondo, how would you describe the unique football culture of San Jose to someone, Devo, who is encountering
4: it for the first time? I think it's a great group. It's an eclectic group that, uh, you know, it's kind of a melting pot of fans where they bring their own, uh, you know, style and it makes it uh, makes it fun. And they're some of the most passionate, knowledgeable fans. And that's why we love playing at Avaya Stadium, which is a huge... Uh, it's a great stadium and love playing there.
1: I'm a television producer by trade, and I really enjoy local news. It's one of my favorite, favorite things. And uh, in my research, I did find out that you've been a very big deal in the local news out here. Take a look at this.
4: Most of us here in the North State know about the athletic accomplishments of Aaron Rodgers and Megan Rapino, but now you can add another local to that list.
3: Action News reporter Ross Field has more on former Chico State soccer player Chris Wondolowski, who's currently a star on the San Jose Earthquakes. And Ross, you,
1: uh, you know that you've made it when you've got a bobblehead doll, right?
2: Alan and Kira, he goes by the nickname Wando, and on Saturday, during his very own bobblehead night...
0: I love
1: Ross Field. I love Ross Field. Great work. When when they discover life
0: on Mars, I want Ross Field to describe (laughs) it to us. He goes by the nickname Wando.
1: A Wando bobblehead night makes the news. Soccer, sport of the future, no more, rush.
0: Absolutely. There's another thing that I love about you, Wando. You are persistently a late bloomer. You give everybody hope. Your career, it was a long time coming. That could be the name of your forthcoming
4: autobiography. Yeah. Courtesy of Random House Books. require me to read and write, so good luck with that. (laughs) Oh, Winter Chico State. (laughs) I won't hear my alma mater besmirched.
0: And it was a lip major. (laughs) (laughs) Your first five MLS seasons in which you struggled to make a team. How many goals do you remember? Two? Four? You're very modest. It was four. It was four. Four goals, five seasons, and then you exploded. And since 2011, (laughs) you have scored 92 bloody times one day. You are now fourth place all-time, career regular season. I want to start in a dark place, because that's me, not Dave. (laughs) Yeah. How did, you pers- How did you persevere through those first five seasons? What did you tell yourself about yourself one day?
4: Well, I think the thing that really made it easy for me was that I enjoyed going in every day. I loved the locker room that I was in. I loved uh, being down in Houston and we, uh, we were successful. We won two championships down there and Uh, I I did learn a lot, and I think that one of the things for my career is that it was just about timing. And it's uh, I I can definitely say I think my early years, I wasn't the player I am now. And so I think I used those years to definitely grow as a player and learn, and uh, it helped. But was there something different
1: that happened? When we were kids, we used to read a comic book called Tiger and Scorcher, and there was a comic strip called Billy's Boots. And Billy was this average soccer player in primary school, and one day he goes to a jumble sale, and he buys a pair of old vintage soccer boots that that belonged to a great former player from the 1930s called Deadshot Keane. Eric Wynelder. And he bought these boots, and suddenly when he bought these boots, they transported him around the soccer field, and he got in the perfect position to score. Did you go to a jumble sale and buy some old boots? (laughs) What Devo's saying is, he's a witch! Was there anything that you did differently? Was there any change that you made? I mean, if that those boots that were that on sale,
4: happen, I mean, I could, be, uh, I, could, I could be looking for them. But you'd uh, take no, them. It's, uh, it was something, it, there's no, no tangible reason, I think. I think one of the things that really did help me, though, was my confidence. I think I really did believe that I could play at the high level, and it kind of just snowballed. And uh, once you start believing and you're knowing you're going to score out there, it uh, it definitely helps, uh, helps in your game all around. I mean, it's fascinating to hear you talk about this because the same happened at international level.
0: You didn't make your debut until you were 28. Those of you who are 27, out there, you could still play for the United States of America. You failed to score in your first nine games for the US, then you exploded six goals in three games. I remember them well. You've scored 10 in 34 for the US. You had one brutal miss against Belgium in Salvador which is a reminder that being an elite striker, it's all about confidence, as you say. We've got a lot of young listeners who would really benefit from hearing the answer to this. What do you tell yourself when you're not scoring one day or when you've missed a chance and the world is watching? How do you explain it to yourself, rationalize it, overcome it, and do what you do, which is score again?
4: Yeah, I mean that, that's one of the tough things, but also it's a nice thing about being a striker is that you're going to get another chance, and you're going to miss some, but you're also going to score some, and uh, you have to believe that the next one's going to hit the back of the net. And I think that's what I really, uh, you know, believed in, and that's what the confidence is, you know, comes from, is that you do think that the ball's going to hit the back of the net. Uh, you know, I think that when things aren't going well, that I just kind of kind of rely back, rely on uh, just going back to fundamentals. And um, you know, one of the reasons I miss uh, the the shot in Belgium against jump was because i was leaning back and my mechanics and technique was off and uh you know so it's always one of those things that you know you always have to use practice and uh just try to get muscle memory going so that you uh you know that doesn't happen
1: here's a question we always ask goal scorers do you remember your first goal yeah. you ever scored as a kid
4: oh first goal as a kid Who I have, like, a memory of scoring what I believe is my first goal. Um, you know, I think I was, like, five years old, but, yeah. Uh, was it good? Describe. I, I do remember, I think, dribbling a couple of kids, uh, maybe, like, to, to get out of the top of the box, and, you know, it's just a big pack, and I think I just kind of broke out and uh, just hit it on. I'm not sure if it even hit the back of the net, by the way. Like, just <laughs> it barely rolled. over. It net, over. Exactly, just barely makes it across. They but, all uh, count one, exactly.
6: though. <laughs> <But> <laughs> right? you, there, there's no pictures of it. You're it's here
0: broken. now for an All-Star game. You played in one before in 2012, I've got to say, I'll look you in the eye. You are the man who has given me perhaps <laughs> my favourite MLS All-Star memory of all time. Roll tape.
5: Not so good for me.
1: <laughs> now
0: Donovan, latching onto the loose ball, and space here for Henri for almost the first time.
1: Wondolowski attacking it, Chris Wondolowski! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you won that game 3-2. And yeah. I always believe that goals scored in which John Terry ends up <laughs> helpless on his backside, on his bum, should count double. Should
1: have been 4-2. However, however, in that game, you also managed to prove something that very few people, led by Rog, believed possible. Let's take This a look is at this my favorite MLS All-Star
0: moment of all time. John Terry is human. It's
2: hey. incredible, huh? Oh, I appreciate that.
4: Thank you.
2: We'll
4: <laughs> Thank you.
0: I've always wondered if it's the movement of the boat or the motion of the Wando. <laughs> yeah. That's but I've got to say, a it's, great a, compliment. it's amazing a great compliment. That out of everything that John Terry has experienced, Wando,
4: you are his nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> How did that feel for you to hear? Yeah, that was uh, one of the biggest compliments uh, I think I've ever received, just because, uh, you know, it kind of came to me unsolicited, and, uh, you know, I really appreciated him uh, saying that, and that was really nice. And so, uh something I work on as well as my movement.
1: Wow. You are brace such... yourself
0: for another unsolicited compliment.
1: Yeah, yeah. you're such a great guy, uh, Wondo. <laughs> Clearly, meeting you backstage, seeing you up here, I can see why people here like you so much. Thanks Love for you. all you do for US Soccer. Thank you on behalf Barf- of everybody here for everything you've done for this area. So San Jose is in the vicinity of the playoffs as we stand. What message do you have for the Earthquakes fans here tonight?
4: Yeah, uh, you know, stick behind us. I think that we have uh, everyone starting to get healthy. We finally have a center back who played center back, uh, you know, from our From uh, health reasons, we've had to use everyone back there and it's uh, it's nice to finally have a full roster and I think that we're gonna continue to make the push and uh, we appreciate you guys uh, always being behind us. It means a lot.
1: Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your hometown hero. John Chris- Terry's <laughs> nightmare.
4: Wondolowski!
1: That's a fine pair of legs, Rog. Chris Wondolowski! That's a fine pair of legs. I don't know how we can top that, David. Well, our next guest is a UEFA Champions League and World Cup veteran who now plies his trade here in MLS. His pugnacious playing style, to say the least, and unquestioned passion make him appear far younger than his 34 years. His 2016 has been one of unmitigated success. He was a standout during the United States COPA campaign. His Colorado Rapids currently sit in second place in the West. We welcome to the stage a man with the most patriotic knee tattoo in American history, the one and only Mr. Jermaine Jones! Okay, Jermaine, last season, before you were there, not a good one for the Colorado Rapids. The club finished at the bottom of the Western Conference in MLS 2075, that would mean relegation. You arrived in the off-season from the Revolution, and now the Rapids sit second in the Conference, just three points behind FC Dallas with three games in hand. The team have surpassed their point difference from all of last year. Talk about the mood when you arrived and how that's changed in the first few months of the season.
5: Yeah, we. I would say that the team started to believe in each other. So, and that was the case. What me and, especially the coach Pablo, we talked about it when I came. So to get in, in um, get that people, that trust, that they believe that they can win. And um, since that we, yeah, we went on a straight uh, win stretch. And um, I'm happy to be a part of that group. You're a
0: very modest man, Jermaine, because you have thrived this season in a more attacking role. Three goals already, equaling your total from the last two seasons combined. (laughs) You're now 34, which is about 47 years younger than me. (laughs) But in football terms, it's a veteran. You're the Barristan Selmy of MLS, a wisened elder. (laughs) This guy.
1: I know, the references. I know. They they do. I have to listen. To be fair though, I have to listen to them every week.
0: Look, I'm just reading what Don Garber wrote on my bloody card! (laughs) All right! How long can you see yourself playing elite football and the horizon is there, the end of your career is on the horizon, eight, nine seasons left. How has that changed the way... Please, God. How has that changed the way that you experience football differently than you have done in your past, in your life right now?
5: You know, for me, it was the, the main key since after the World Cup that I said I have to get Merk to see not the money and all the stuff around it so and see that the, the, the passion of that game you know so that was for me the main case and um, I love that game and I've played it now for 16 years and um, to get that back in and, and go back in the stadiums and get that, that atmosphere always it depends if you go national team or club team it's it's something special and especially you see it if it goes closer and closer to the end of your career so. I have my goals and um, I will try everything to make them and we have to find people or players who push me out from my position, where I will not give it up for free. Tim Howard he's
0: describing,
5: he's a very good attacking (laughs) midfielder.
0: There's many things I share with you, we're both elite footballers, we're both men covered in tattoos, I have a Kyle Beckham and Trump stamp. (laughs) Uh, all the people who cheered then I'm imagining also have a Kyle Beckerman and Trump stamp. <laughs> but the one I'm fascinated by of you, it's the American flag affixed to your left knee. Amazing. You got that <laughs> done in Turkey in 2014. I've got so many questions. I want to know, when did you have the idea for this magnum opus, the tattoo and the location, the kneecap? It's brutal, mate.
5: I love pain, <laughs> no, for me it was at the easy point, so I, um, I'm really proud to, to represent this country. So my dad is American, I'm half American, half German, and um, yeah, I think everybody who watch games, especially with the national team, they see that um, every time I step on the field I try to represent this country with my whole heart, so. Yeah, no doubt about it, with the ball and without the ball. Yeah. With the ball without the ball yeah that's right both so and um yeah and then um there was an idea and then i i stick to it with the stars and the flag so it's a um yeah i like it so did that tattoo hurt more than your other tattoos depends which tattoos oh <laughs> <laughs> okay no no no, no. hey
0: <laughs> i understand a lot of things that noise you just made is <laughs> one of the first things on our show that's ever completely Perplex me. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk about another
1: painful moment, but only to get something positive out of this, because like Jordan Morris, I'm a very positive person. So, being suspended during the Copa semi-final, having to sit up there in the stands, in what we call the Vincent Company position, uh, watching <laughs> Argentina play amazing game of football against your teammates in the United States men's national team, how was that
5: experience and what can you take out of that, positive, to move forward? What I take out of that? Yeah, that I missed a, an amazing game and I was so dumb to get a dumb red card. So to make not that mistake again. So that's that what I try to get positive about that. But um, in other way, I miss to play an amazing team, especially with an amazing player like Messi. And um, I think every player have that, I would say like that, um, that's that try that you try to play against the best players. And um and, yeah, I, I wished I can play, but I'm sure that we're not ended like that.
0: How, how is it when you sit in the stands, watching your mates who you love, but you're powerless to help them? Do you sit there and think, my God, things would be different if I was on the field? Does it ache? Can you describe what it feels like?
5: I would say like you sit upstairs and you know you cannot help. Why well, you, most of the guys know me, that. If something goes not right, I take sometimes our guy out, so <laughs> yeah, we've seen that, so yeah, so in um after I saw or a referee. The, yeah, referee sometimes too that's true <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good one, but um yeah so um i'm I'm sure that um it it's every every everybody who played that game knows that if you sit outside and you have to watch and you cannot help it's it's hurt and special, especially in that games. So, Okay,
0: uh, we've We've talked
5: about your football. Let's now watch some of
1: your football. Let's watch one of your and our finest moments of all
2: time.
5: Okay. Here comes the corner. It wouldn't drop to a white shirt. Now it has. Jones. Oh, yes! Yes. Jermaine Jones! What a cracker from him! USA level!
0: I've got to tell you David, yeah really, USA, that to me, I'm not being hyperbolic, that ranks up for me with Neil Armstrong's walk on the moon, (laughs) the Louisiana Purchase and the birth of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that was of course June
1: 22nd, 2014, Manaus in the jungle, the 64th minute. At what point when that ball was coming out to you, did you know you were going to shoot?
5: You know, the funny was that uh, before we went into, or come back at halftime, the, uh, Demarcus and he told me the whole time, hey man, you have to shoot, you have to shoot. <laughs> and then, in that, you don't see it there, but I'll be honest, he was a little bit behind me and he was screaming the whole time, shoot,
1: shoot,
6: <laughs> shoot, shoot. It was so Demarcus. So I was like,
5: okay, try it, and then go in, and yeah, and then, amazing. You saw like 10 different celebrates and jumps. And...
0: Demarcus gets an assist on that yeah, play. Yeah but when you're running wildly what emotions do you experience as you're running towards the canvas are you just like mls
5: <laughs>
0: what are you feeling inside in that this second
5: <laughs> Now you know for me was that um, the biggest thing that um what i said before I'm, I'm really proud to represent this country and then special 2010 i missed a World cup in south africa with the broken leg, so in 2006, I missed the walk up with uh, Germany when Klinsmann was there with a broken leg. Then to come here and play 2014 in... In, in score, yeah, was like a, a special moment. And, and it, it stays in history, so nobody yeah. can take you there. And that's, I think it's good. I've got to
0: tell you, when I feel dark about life, I watch that goal, and I know I'm not alone. I watch it over and over again. It is one of the most joyous things that you have done in your career?
1: Uh, Jermaine Jones, it's been a joy. Thank you so much. You've been a Thank sport.
0: You you've given, you've uh, spoken deep from the heart. You've given us unbelievable pleasure. And thanks so as much. As a football fan, Yeah. and as individuals that love the game in America and the group of the game in America, your presence on the American team, what you do, your commitment, not just the Portugal With the, the ball games, and without the ball. With the players, not with the players, the referees. <laughs> but I mean, Costa Rica, the Snowmageddon game, you limping off with a gaping wound in your leg, job done. You're a remarkable human being. I, I've got to tell you personally, I find your passion for this nation, I find your dedication to the team, find your dedication to the league incredibly inspiring. It's unbelievable for us to share the stage of you tonight. Thank you,
3: Thank you, you so much. Turn for Thanks,
0: Jermaine Jones. You.
1: Okay, it's the rog. greatest
0: player that's Stan Cronkey can put on the field. (laughs) Our next guest,
1: Rog, a major league... Kill me now. Soccer legend. And uh, I would say probably our best friend in this league. Our only
0: friend, David.
1: He made his debut for the Miami Fusion, still miss them, in July 2000 at the age of 18. So long ago that Scary Movie was number one at the box office. And Vertical Horizons, everything you want, topped the Billboard charts. (laughs) Fast forward 16 years and this man has amassed more than 400 (laughs) appearances, making him the all-time leader in that category among field players. He is the field general and captain of Real Salt Lake, a team he led to MLS Cup glory in 2009. We welcome to the stage one of our heroes in football, life and hair, the one and only Mr. Carl (laughs) Beckman. KB5. KB5, MLS is 21 years old. Remarkably, this is your 17th MLS season. You still look so young. He looks younger and bloody young. He's had a lot of work done. (laughs) Yes, yes, we can reveal. You've played over 400 career games, a league record as an outfield player. What is the secret to your perseverance?
7: Well, I I watch you guys every Monday.
1: Good Good answer.
7: Uh, I eat right and... uh, we drink Guinness.
1: You do. Oh, and you I fly know. fish.
0: And we fly fish. There's something more than that, though. And I want to go back to the roots of KB5. You yeah. played under some remarkable managers. Fernando Clavio, Jason Kreis, now Jeff Cassart. But I want to ask you, what was it like being managed by Ray Hudson? <laughs> 2001, one season in Miami with the Fusion. What was it like being coached by Ray Ray? I wanna know, what was the biggest life lesson R. Hudson taught you?
7: Well, if you you played like crap, that night you were gonna go cry in your beers. And if you won, it was go out and
0: enjoy yourself. And that was Ray Hudson in a nutshell. Did he just stand on the sideline? and commentate while you were playing. There goes Buffalo Buffalo Soldier, Soldier. Kyle Beckerman, making bodies drop like guns in the Godfather. Buffalo Soldier.
1: We don't understand everything he says either. (laughs) You're now 34 years old. You've seen it all. You're among this league's truly great servants, Kyle. You could have pursued a career overseas, but you stayed. Respect. You've played in who knows how many cities in front of who knows how many fans. What does Major League Soccer mean to you personally, and how much pride do you take in the league and its growth, which you've witnessed?
7: Yeah, it's incredible to see. I mean, look at where we're at right now. I mean, we're celebrating this uh, great week. You guys are involved. You guys are helping. (laughs) It's the dark Um, side. (laughs) It's uh, it's awesome. I mean, we we all know back playing in Spartan Stadium not too long ago, and now we have a beautiful stadium right down the road. Um, It's been a really fun ride, and it's been Really cool to be on the ground floor of it and being a pioneer of this league, and um, the sky's the limit for this league. So
1: it's uh, there's more to come. What is that more? <laughs> Where do you see it going? When you say more to come, what do you hope for out of that league?
7: I see there could be 30, 30 teams. Yeah, we're gonna continue to pack out stadiums. Um, big names are gonna continue to be here. We're gonna start producing more big names. Really, it's just gonna continue to grow. That we're gonna get more inner city kids involved and. Uh, all this growth is just going to continue and the league's going to become better and better.
5: How
0: many of those 30 teams will you own?
7: <laughs> what do you guys want to do? What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I'll come in with you in
0: a second. We'll talk about it after. I'm going to slightly segue as a question. Kyle Beckerman, have you ever, for a second, in your life, thought about balding? <laughs> just asking
7: Every for day. a friend.
0: Uh, we all do, we all do. Do you really? Do you, do you ever look in the mirror and think, oh. <laughs> it sure. could all here okay, today.
7: We'll be together one time. Oh! I on.
4: don't
1: know, I'm looking at you and it still looks, looking all it right? still looks verdant <laughs> out there. It it's still a, looks
0: verdant, it's lush. A, it's a national park, David. <laughs> uh, it is. I want to talk about all-star games with you. This is going to be the ninth all-star game you've been named to. I want to know... As a player, what's it like... That does deserve a clap. Yeah, Nine does. bloody Nine all-star games. That is consistency. Yeah. What's it like to experience these from a player's perspective? The emotion when you get named. Are you honoured? Are you psyched There an incentive clause in your contract has just been triggered? <laughs> <laughs> you're There is one. There clearly is one. <laughs> Love it again. Love it again. Okay. Oh, are you a bit pissed off? that a fishing trip in the Provo River will have to be canceled. A little bit of all of
7: that. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. It's awesome. It's a celebration of the league. And, and right now, it's a celebration of the growth of this league and seeing how how far we've come. And it's always an honor to represent your club, represent the league. And um, we get to play a really uh, you know, a historic team and a powerhouse in Arsenal. And yeah. And that's uh, it's pretty neat to be a part of.
1: You're a beatable I, team. Yeah, I think you're three and four in All-Star <laughs> Games. I'm trying to give you a that's little bit good. more incentive. Three <laughs> and four, not that bad. That you've actually
0: played, that, that you've actually taken the field. That you've in.
1: actually been in the Matchday roster for. I always think All-Star Games are a little loony. They're seen as referendums on U.S. soccer. soccer. Yet <laughs> the All-Star team by virtue trains like twice before they take the field. So it's not really a real team. How much do you players actually care about the result, care about the score?
7: Yeah, I mean, it it definitely brings a challenge because, like you said, we're only practicing twice and then we got to play a game. (laughs) And the the thing is, is that it does, the scoreline's going to go around the world and people are going to want to know how Arsenal did in their preseason tour. And and so there is a little bit of pressure to, you know, put on a good fight and put a performance up. And so we're going to go out and try and win. Of course, it's going to be difficult, but. We've done it before, and um, if we do get a win or get a good result, it does look good. It's good for the league. It's good for the
1: good
0: league. Good for the American game. Just some unsolicited scouting advice. <laughs> they don't like it up and at them, Kyle.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Final Carl, question for you. Kyle's specialty. I know! I've got to tell you. Up em. Real Salt Lake fans, has a 50-50 chance he's going to start the season in an Arsenal jersey after the performance he's going to unveil on Thursday night. (laughs) Talking about different jerseys. Final question for you. And what do you wish you could tell 18 year old Kyle about professional football that he could have benefited from Kyle Beckham? Wow. Good question. That is a good question. I
7: guess I would tell that guy, just make sure, uh, just hang in there because you're going to be doing this for a
1: while. (laughs) Uh, His career couldn't have gone a lot better did you ever think going on for your first game that it could last this long you never do no
7: i just tried to stay at it stay working hard and um and then hopefully things would come my way and i'd be ready to take the take uh whatever opportunity came my way and so far so good
0: but the secret to what you've done which is that you're a very modest man you're a very humble man you don't really like talking about yourself but i have to tell you it's remarkable what you've done for american soccer. All of us here are witness to that, to a large degree. Yeah. I mean, I do. I, I watch you on the field. I find it deeply inspirational. I, I honestly, I, I watch you train. I find it deeply mm-hmm. inspirational because you are a man that teaches. There's, a, there's an on vogue thesis right now about grit and about tenacity and about talent is X percent of winning. But it's really about bringing it every day. You invented that before yeah. it was on vogue.
1: Purposeful practising, Rog
0: what have you learned about this incredible success that you've become a unique success a unique american footballer that stands apart from other footballers by your perseverance yeah i
7: mean it's just about um you got to put in the work for sure i mean um nobody gave me anything i had to go out and work and work and and sometimes chances didn't come but i just kept a positive attitude and just told myself keep working hard it's going to happen it'll You know, you're going to find your way.
0: Where does that come from, though, that indefatigable optimism, Kyle? Wrestling.
1: There it is. (laughs) Wrestling, right? My parents. Freshman state champion. Yeah, I guess
7: my brother, parents uh, teaching me at a young age, you know, that you got to work for it. And, uh, you know, in wrestling, it was about if you're not working hard, somebody else is. And so I think I took that to soccer and tried to really – just keep at it and make sure that I was going to be working hard enough to to make sure if an opportunity
0: comes my way that i'm ready Mm. kyle beckerman would you run for president (laughs) if asked now You don't have to answer that. Yeah, absolutely. God love you. Carl Beckerman, you're a remarkable man. I feel better about life, about future, about American football just by sitting with you.
1: Yeah, we have a life-size cardboard cutout of you, as you know, in our uh, studio in New York. We love that cardboard cutout so much. We go deep with that cardboard cutout. But the real three-dimensional thing is way better. It's great to see you, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, KB5, Carl Beckerman. Thanks for having me. want to go fishing with Kyle, Rog. I've got to
0: tell you, that man to me is an American hero. He is. He really is. Can we hear it again? For Kyle Beckerman.
1: OK, what a night, Rog. What a man. We want to end this evening with one last special guest, who is San Jose to his
0: core. We're getting Wando on again. No, no. Let's
1: end this night by bringing in some royalty Rog the manager of your San Jose earthquakes and This year's MLS all-star team the one and only Mr. Dominic Kinnear It's Dom Kinnear's birthday today
0: Dom are is a Sagittarius <laughs> That makes no sense.
1: <laughs> None of it makes any sense.
0: Oh, Don Kenny, you're in fine shape. You're a fine looking bald. Yeah, congratulations.
1: Oh my God. King of the balls. Jermaine Jones,
6: Kyle Beckerman, me. Yes, well with us. <laughs> yeah. This is, a, it's,
1: it's very Greek. We, we always bring it, we always bring it home. Glasgow born. Yes. Glasgow. California raised. You moved with your family to Fremont. When you were three years of age, you played in Scotland, Mexico, and among a glut of teams in the US for the San Jose Clash. <laughs> before, yeah, they love the clash. Before becoming manager here of the Earthquakes, old and new. What is the essence of football culture here in San Jose? The essence? The essence. As a Sagittarius, you should be able As to a tell Sagittarius? Us this. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, Sagittarius, they are incisive, articulate, concise. And package truth in easy to digest <laughs> golden nuggets. Tom Kinnear. <laughs>
6: I'm a Leo. <laughs> the essence, uh, you know, people may not know, not to get too serious, a great rich history here in San Jose. Uh, going back to the Oakland Clippers, the old San Jose Earthquakes, George Best, yep. Johnny Moore. Um, then there was a little bit of a glut when the NASL went away, and then. Uh, the earthquakes kind of came back in a semi-pro fashion. The San Jose Blackhawks, by the way. Oh, the Black Hawks! Many good players came from that team: Eric Winalda, Marcelo yep. Balboa.
1: Balboa. Balboa. Oh,
6: there you Bam. go. hand. Many guys went on had good MLS careers, and so I just think it's a, it's, a, it's I think a nationwide the, the essence of San Jose soccer is a bit underappreciated. Uh huh. But I think once you're in the uh, in the area for a long period of time, you really get to appreciate uh, the good people that we have. It comes from all different uh, walks of life and. It's like I said, coming back here has been a dream for
1: me. No, it's perfect. We're putting uh, that culture on show this week, which is a great thing. You did
0: come back because you were in exile in Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you put that time to bloody good use, Dom Kinnear. Two MLS Cup wins, four finals. You built a dynasty as a coach. I mean, a you're vaguely terrifying. Let's be (laughs) candid. (laughs) But you build a brand of football that you adore, 4-4-2. Strong, physical, tactically organised, disciplined. Every single player takes a. F- Don Garber wrote this. Every <laughs> single player knows their role in the collective. You're about to coach an all-star game, Dom. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be your nightmare.
6: It's actually it's pretty fun. I think to look at the locker room and the names that are there. I don't think there'd be a ton of coaching going on. I was gonna say. to be honest, I think if if I say something to some of the guys, they'll look at me sideways and just go, I'll get get out of here. I got my thing going on, so.
0: I mean, the talent has no time to mesh together. You barely train together. You're an organized man of control, a warrior, a general on the sideline. The all-star game's (laughs) like It's wonderful, I'll
6: be honest with you. And we just did a little training today and. uh,
0: What did you focus on?
6: 5v2 and just making sure the guys got through training and didn't get injured because let's be honest. (laughs) After the game on Thursday, you want to make sure you send them back to their clubs in good shape because they came in that way. And Apart what, from
0: the Western Conference, tomorrow
6: is <laughs> <laughs> all the Dallas guys and the Portland guys we play in 90 minutes
1: for sure. <laughs> so, you are playing uh, the mighty, mighty Arsenal. Have you had have you had much of a chance to scout them? Because, Just by the way, they don't like it up. <laughs> Yes,
6: seen, I mean, out of all the teams that on the Premier League, they're the ones that I, I pretty much watch the most. Yeah, uh, I don't know why it is. I'm not exactly telling you I'm a supporter. I'm still a Glasgow Celtic supporter at heart. Oh.
1: tough Brendan. times,
0: tough Brendan. times. And Brendan Rodgers is in the crowd, I think. Well, I can't yeah. see him, but someone's clapping. We,
1: we just conquered. When sorry. <laughs> yeah, you did. You took on the uh, the
6: Imps. Yeah. So it's a, I mean, it's a great club. A lot of great players. I know a couple of guys are probably missing. Um, so don't know arson wenger at all but obviously watching him from afar he's a wonderful manager he's put together some nice teams they play some good football so looking forward to the task and you know all of mls is wanting us to win this game so a, there is added pressure to put a team out in the field to win yeah it's just the point of making sure the substitutes are right and giving everyone because yeah. we have a big squad here yeah two guys have to leave that night to go play a game on sunday afternoon or saturday afternoon so uh-huh. it's, that's a bit difficult but it's gonna be fun
1: yeah we're thinking beckerman up front that's what we're thinking <laughs> Wonder goal. I'm sure Wonder he'll goal. be okay
0: with that too. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about up front, Arsene Wenger. He's desperate for an elite striker. So you're a great coach, but if I was you, I'd give Wando zero minutes. <laughs> hide him. <laughs> yeah, hide, hide Wondo. Him. <laughs> Operation Hide Wondo. I mean, This all-star game it is a weird beast. Elite club, a team with chemistry rolling into town to play the MLS best and brightest. But there are 11 individuals on the field at one time they've not really cohered but the wider sports media not the soccer media but the white they always see this as a litmus test this game it's yeah. crazy to me it's like the score line is a litmus test for the future of football in america and if this team gets spanked it's darkness <laughs> It's not. We are going to win the World Cup in 2018, no matter what happens on Thursday. night, just so you yeah. know that. Beckerman, And by the way, is. I don't mean to. S- <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Show yards. your ears. Carl Beckerman Scores the winner. Oh, it's fantastic. Poor. Oh my God. It curls. It's like a putt that breaks both ways. It, does. it curls twice. <laughs> it like somehow it it gets it pings Vladimir Putin in the face <laughs> on the way in and then just goes in there
1: amazing goal it's
0: amazing we've seen it and jermaine jones rips the referee's head off it's fantastic <laughs> but this game the all-star game it is it's like viewed as a litmus test for the progress of the game Whoa. in america thank but you jermaine leaving let's hear it for jermaine again <laughs> oh. Oh,
1: okay oh, and jermaine. olivier Giroux just arrived <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you feel a certain pressure? Yes. Be, as a coach, do you? Absolutely, Describe. yeah.
6: I mean, I will say in 2012, I think it was, when Man United came to Houston, Bruce Arena was the head coach, oh, but the Houston Dynamo coaching staff was his support staff. Is that the 4-0 game? 5-2. Scored yes. twice. So we did score twice at the end. So walking off the field, you felt disappointed because I think you kind of let the MLS down. Uh, the, the score was, you know, it almost flattered us because we were very poor that night. So I think, every, I think ever since then, Uh, It's become a little bit more of a competitive edge, and, you know, I've been told we want to put a good team together, keep it fair and balanced across the league, but most importantly, they want to win the game.
1: Okay, no one's listening to this, Dom. Give us a preview of the game plan for Thursday night.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, we still got to work up on on a lineup. I think you'll see a lot of attacking players, and a lot of attacking players not defending. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> You're really going
1: out the limb, <laughs> I love that. So we'll sit
6: with the good back four, and we'll probably have someone kind of blocking the back four. But I think when you, when you have those guys, Kaká, Villa, Drogba, we have a couple of guys that maybe the, the Premier League fans don't know, Ignacio Piatti, yeah. uh, Mauro Diaz from yeah. Dallas is a fine player, you know. So we're going to have some good attacking talent. We'll have a lot of the ball. Um, but on the other side of it, you just got to be aware of them and obviously the pace they have up front. Yeah.
0: Can I just say, I think everyone here tonight in San Jose joins me in saying this. Dom Kinnear, we wish you well. We really do, sir. And to all 22 players in your squad, Godspeed on Thursday <laughs> night. To America, to MLS, to glory, <laughs> Mr. Dom Kinnear. And
1: good luck the rest of your season here in San Jose. Guys, appreciate it.
0: Poor guy, I can guarantee tonight up here with us. That was the worst birthday in his life. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful man. You are lucky to have that gentleman in your loving bosom.
1: Yeah, what a man, Rog, what a man. One last thing. Okay, Rog, we gotta do this. We came all the way to San Jose to find some peace of mind in San Jose. We wanted to end in the finest, traditional San Jose way of all. Here he is, the man who made the whole world stand up and cheer, the man, the myth, legend the self-proclaimed sexiest cheerleader in the world can we have a large all-star size welcome for Crazy George
0: Thanks, George. My God, one day Crazy George is gonna be our age. And he's not gonna have that same level of energy. We could not think of a more San Jose way to end this show. We cannot think of a more energetic, frankly, briefly optimal moment to end this thing. I've got a good
1: idea of how to end this thing, Rog. We need to go to the Britannia Arms and have a drink with all of you. Britannia Arms 173 West Santa Clara Street we're gonna head over there in a few minutes please come and join us for a drink it has been a joy
0: those of you watching your live stream are gonna be pissed if you don't turn <laughs> up
1: <laughs> it's been a joy to be in your city it's been a joy to be here uh, in the pre all-star game festivities thank you for having us thanks for welcoming us thank you for having us in
0: Wondoland. we love your city thank we love you. your league we love, love your, your team we say to you tonight courage
5: thank you